Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you. It's the middle of January. It's cold outside. And uh, Tony and I are in the studio. Yes. It's not cold in the studio. It's not cold in the studio. It's nice in the studio. And um, and we're actually going to bring up a pretty insightful show today. What we've done is we've got a guest on the show. His name's Eric. Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes. And we're going to be talking today to a contractor who has sort of the inside track about the things that a homeowner wants to know about their contractor, but maybe is afraid to ask or, you know, doesn't want to sort of jinx the project. But we're going to talk about the types of things that are going to be important to you as a homeowner prior to developing a relationship with your contractor, also during developing a relationship with your contractor. And these things that we're going to talk about today will help you to get to the end of your project and have a successful project, a good relationship that you built with your contractor. And instead of having a situation where you spent money, you wished that you didn't have to, or felt like you got cheated or didn't get the product, the product in the end or the services that you wanted instead, a sort of way to develop an understanding with your contractor by having some insight about what the contractors expect from you and what you expect from your contractors or what you should expect from your contractors. Well, think about it like this. Like how many people out there own a home and have had work done on it or have had a major remodel? You know, you only know what you know. And if you've never gone through it, you're going to have those questions. You're going you're gonna to ask. You, you might be afraid to ask questions. You know, or you're going to be looking at your bid or you're going to be looking at the contract and thinking to yourself, I don't know what any of this means. You know, in the very, very end of the project, there are going to be things that you're not happy with. Oh, well, this could always be the case. And that's with everything, I feel like, not just yeah. that, right? Uh, the same thing goes with raising children sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew then. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, exactly. So anyways, we're going to do that. We're going to talk to Eric, and he's here with us in the studio. As a matter of fact, let's introduce him now. Eric Russell, American Legacy Homes. How are you doing, sir? How are you? Marvelous. Thanks for having me, guys. Great you, to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you again. We've had Eric on the show before uh, because his insight proved to be priceless for us and for our listeners, and uh, we were excited to get him back on and talk to him some more. Yes. Um, in this ever-challenging uh, world of, well, internet and social media and instant information, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, in this world of instant information, um, a lot of times we will feel like we're informed when in actuality, yeah. we're not. Yeah. And a lot of, lot of HGTV out there. It's yeah. HGTV can can be our biggest enemy. I mean, there it's it's great to use that for inspiration, for motivation, right? Um, it inspires you, and and so that's great for those reasons. But to compare uh, what happens on a real timeline in real life with real contractors who have real families and real lives of their own, it makes it a little bit um, challenging. 
So, so we're going to just jump right in. Eric, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about you and your company and uh, how you guys go to business on a regular basis. For sure. Thank you. Um, so I work for Jeremy Gissel. He's the owner of American Legacy Homes. Came on about <clears throat> probably four years ago now. Um, love it. Big change for me. Uh, I was actually at Par Lumber. Uh, yes, he worked at Par Lumber Company prior. Yeah, with Corey full and I. Full disclosure. Yeah, and, full uh, disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it sometimes. You know, there's, there's different parts about the job that are, that are just different, you know. Um, but essentially, um, you know, he's been hard at it and, and most of our stuff comes from referrals. We just finally got our website up, uh, probably a year ago. So, um, that's a big part of his business and what we do and, and kind of what we strive for. We're looking for people to be pretty much stoked at the end of the job. Yeah. Well, that, that makes perfect sense that that actually leads us into one of the items that I had on my list that I wanted to talk to you about. If you don't advertise, like um, so many other contractors out there who do, if you don't advertise and you rely solely on referrals to get work, then you rely solely on positive referrals. I mean, if you're if you say the only way we work is by getting referrals, and then the referrals that come from the jobs that you completed are not good, well, guess what? You're done quick. <laughs> you're done quick, right? So that is a brave. And honestly, confident way to go forward. If you know you're providing a good product for all of your customers, then you know going forward you're going to have a lot of business. It's been working so far. I mean, we're we're at the point where we're we're turning work away or, or looking for looking down the road to, to next year, um, mid year, and it's kind of crazy. And we we love it. Uh, we do a lot of real estate work too. Um, so that's that's in our wheelhouse. So that definitely keeps us moving and shaking. But outside of that. It's, it's all referrals, man, and it's a, it's a good deal. I see a huge benefit to working from referrals only because if someone, if I call Corey and I say, Corey, I need to do this thing, but I don't know who to call, and Corey's like, no problem. I got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. I hired this guy. He did a great job. I totally uh, am satisfied with the work. Even if there was a thing or two things, hey, folks, there's always a thing. Kind of be a you thing. Know, there's always a thing. These people aren't perfect. They're humans, right? And, uh, but Corey says, overall, I was satisfied with that. I'm not going to take a chance on somebody that I don't know that, that, you know, may not complete the job or something worse or throw hidden, you know, hidden costs at me. Instead, I'm going to go with Corey's guy. Now I go into the project, uh, with Corey's referral feeling already like they did a good job for Corey. They're going to do a good job for me. Corey trusted them. I'm going to trust them. And trust, I feel like is huge, especially in this game. Got to be the biggest deal. Because you're going to be in the house when they're not there. You're going to be, um, you're going to be, well, obviously they're, they're giving you money. They're, you're handling their biggest asset, potentially their home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and if they can trust you right out of the gates, then the project already is off to a better start. That is completely accurate. Yeah. That's probably one of those things you probably don't think about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. That you're off, you have to go to work in the morning knowing that there's going to be a group of strangers in your house just going to town. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Fixing up your house or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's such a big deal. And that is something that you guys do and choose to do. You don't spend money on advertising. You don't get people who come to you necessarily and say, you know, I, I, I saw your sign somewhere and so i just so i decided to you know come get business are you guys going to take care of me instead the majority of your work comes from referrals and if you're able to fill your pipeline with referrals 
then you're obviously already getting it right. And that's a big deal. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, you know, occasionally you'll get somebody that comes across our website or does see a sign. You know, I'm doing one two, do- two doors down from another one I just finished. From, you know, neighbor walked out, saw our sign. What are you doing? Well, hey, come look at mine. Yeah, yeah. No problem. You know, and then he's he's able to go right to his neighbor and say, hey, how these guys do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so it is great having referrals. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, Eric, I really want to cover a, a list of items that could be job killers. You know, something that would derail the project if it wasn't given the proper consideration. But first, we got to take a quick break. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Hang in there. Being a homeowner in today's market isn't easy. With families hanging on to their homes longer, energy efficiency and long-term quality have become top priorities. Future generations will benefit from the choices you make today. Make the right choice. Invest in your family's future with Plygem Windows, available at area par lumber locations. You'll enjoy designer, low-maintenance windows at a price that won't jeopardize the kids' college fund. They're approved by the National Association of Home Builders and Energy Star Certified. So why do people shop at PAR? Because we know that people who want to build need selection, competitive pricing, on-time delivery, and real experts who really know how to give expert advice. Just ask Shauna. We help design projects all the time. Let's take a look at your plans. That's why people shop at PAR. If you've got a project you need help with, visit any one of our PAR locations across the Pacific Northwest. To find a location near you, visit PARR.com. For a look that reflects your style, choose Marvin Windows and Doors. They'll enhance the essence of a room and the character of a home. Beautifully crafted with the most extensive selection of customizable options, it's easy to complement your vision. Marvin Windows and Doors are sold only at independent dealers who understand your home is more than your address. It's a feeling you create in a place that holds your dreams. Marvin Windows and Doors built around you. Find exceptional service and inspiration at Par Design Center, your local Marvin dealer. Start your project with a trip to their Aloha location, where Par Design Center's experts can help you find easy and stylish replacement solutions for your next remodeling project. Family owned and operated since 1930. Go where the builders go. Par Design Center. Call Par Design Center at 503-614-2655 or visit online at par.com. That's P-A-R-R dot com. Trex is the world's number one decking brand and the inventor of wood alternative composite decking. Trex is committed to helping you create a low maintenance backyard retreat that can handle the outdoors without depleting them and will do so for decades because your weekends should be spent relaxing on your deck, not repairing it. Choose from four distinct collections in 21 colors to meet any design aesthetic on any budget with the comfort of a 25 year fade and stain warranty. Trex, outdoor living elevated. Visit Trex.com for more. When you want to enhance your home's curb appeal with the look of real wood, choose real wood, like Shakertown Cedar Siding. The genuine natural color and grain of Shakertown products offers a great cedar siding solution for your project, adding dimension and drama to your home's exterior. 
Whether you select individual sidewall shakes, pre-manufactured Craftsman shingle panels, or pre-primed Cedar Cove shingle panels, your cedar siding will stand the test of time, outlasting building trends and its competition. Made with 100% clear vertical grain heartwood cedar, nothing compares to the rich appearance and outstanding performance of our cedar shingle panels. They resist the effects of the sun, rain, pests, and time. For 50 years, Shaker Town has been beautifying and protecting homes. A true American original. Visit shakertown.com to learn more. At PAR, we're more than just lumber because we know people want more than just lumber. That's why we sell grills, sealers, stains, wheelbarrows, rags, bags, extension cords, shop lights, saws, blades, ladders, and oh yeah, Yeti coolers and Yeti thermoses. Visit your local PAR Lumber and find any one of the many, many things that we sell every single day. Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we've got Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes in the studio with us. He's a local contractor and a home builder, a remodeler. You guys do it all, right? Everything. Yeah. Everything. So do, we're, do you walk your customers' dogs? <laughs> okay. Almost everything. Okay. Almost, almost everything. Well, I guess everything. that depends if they're paying me or not. <laughs> I got it. Okay. You have that in the contract. We can write that in the clause. I'd consider it. Let Fufu out per day. You get twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's going to be a hundred bucks a pop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're we're kind of diving into the uh, the knowledge that Eric has working with uh, a, a, as a subcontractor. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't get their homes remodeled on a regular basis. You know, some con subcontractors do this for a living. Right. So they've lived through it. They know all these tips and things that you should be thinking about if you're getting a or, or if you're thinking about getting a project done on your home there's a huge list of things that you need to have ready before you call a contractor yeah right yeah before we went to the break i i mentioned that i wanted to talk about maybe the number one uh, job killer the number one thing that that can derail your project and, uh, and so I'm going to just put it, look, this is kind of a behind the scenes, gloves off kind of a thing. We have a relationship with Eric. We can get really honest with him and, and say, hey, let's talk about some of these things, you know, that are challenges and, and how to get around them. So, so here it is. I know this is kind of a on the spot thing, Eric, sure. but just give me the one thing that seems to be, um, the thing that could be a job killer right out of the blocks. First thing, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but. But are you ready? And do you have the money? Have you secured financing? Are you going to pay for this out of pocket? Um, those are some things that could kill a job. I feel like maybe we should segue into, you know, lighting out, hey, how can we make a job succeed? Oh, how can we avoid? Let's just not even go down that road. How can we avoid the job killer or, the, or derailing a job? No, that makes perfect sense. There's probably a lot of things that we can talk about. It's easier than you might think, really. And it's just a matter of just kind of slowing down. So... Uh, in, in my job working for Jeremy, there, there'll be a time once or twice a year where I get a folder thrown on my desk and we've got to have this job done in, you know, 30, 45 days, no prep, no anything. Those are rocky and we throw everybody at them and there's usually a reason for it. 
but if we've got our way and we can have it any way we want, it would look something like this. Um, your potential clients would have a pretty good 10,000 foot big picture view of just what they want done. Are we doing one bathroom? Are we going to take the top off and, you know, put a second story on your house? Are we just doing a driveway? Or are we going to touch multiple areas of the house? And so each one of these things needs to be uh, A, thought about, you know, do I really want a bathroom there? Um, B, can I afford it? You know, what's this bathroom going to cost? And that that varies, you know, that could be can get a bathroom knocked out really for probably 10 grand, you know, do it yourself, probably five. Yeah. Um, but most bathrooms are really anywhere from 15 to, I, I've got one I just signed on that just, it really doesn't have a budget. So oh, that's yeah, going to be one of a those. really fun one. <laughs> and you talk about planning, that one has a spec book that's three pages long Wow. for a bathroom. Wow. Um, so a big part is uh, also uh, securing your financing. You know, once you kind of have a pretty good idea of what this is going to be, is it 10, is it 50, is it 200, make sure, you know, you're going to be able to cover it or, or scale back at this time. Instead of at what I think is kind of the next step, you've decided we're going to do this. Decided we probably have enough money. Let's, you know, solidify that vision. And then you start to get into the designer architect phase where, you're going to bring somebody in that you trust or, you know, we've got a myriad of them we could offer up to you that treat us awesome. We have a great working relationship with. Um, and from there, they're going to really hold your hand. They're going to be in your house. They're going to be meeting with you. They're going to be redrawing your house in elevations uh, so that you can actually see your bathroom done with, you know, those tiles or something similar um, and the locations of everything all to the inch, you know. So that's a great way to get off to a good start. So let's rewind back to the very, very first part where you said um, the big picture thing, right? There is probably, uh, there's a period of time there where the contractor and the homeowner are meeting to discuss the vision, right? The homeowner's like, look, I don't know what this is going to cost. Maybe the homeowner said, maybe he Googled remodel projects <laughs> and, and maybe he came up with a hundred bucks a square foot for materials and a hundred bucks a square foot for labor. So maybe he came up with like 200 bucks a square foot. And then he had an idea what this remodel project was going to be. And he had in his head a number. Well, that number may or may not be anywhere near where, where it's going to be when the decision is made final. So, so he comes to the table in his mind, maybe moderately prepared mm -hmm. in your mind, maybe not prepared at all, but he has an idea what he wants and he has an idea of how much he thinks it's going to cost. Okay, so you sit down. You want to be involved at this early stage. He hasn't secured funds at this point. He doesn't have plans. And he's, and he's open to ideas probably that you guys might have. Is this a portion of the project you want to be involved in? Absolutely. The, the more involved we can be on the early stages, the better it is for everybody in the end. Um, Granted, you know, fairly early on, we're, we're kind of uh, passing the baton to the designer or architect uh, and the engineer to, you know, make, make things happen. A and even then, some other costs may or probably will come up. You know, maybe they want to pop through this wall. Well, it's a structural wall and you want to take it all the way out. We've got to put a beam in, a couple footings, or maybe a Simpson Strong wall to make these things happen that you want, that we thought, oh, we could probably get away with it. But the engineer says, nope, we're going to need to do it this way. Yeah. So there are some of those things that come up after the fact. But I mean, for the most part, on that early meeting, I'm going to probably get you within 10 grand. 
you know, and so then you're going to know, okay, it's either right for me or let's, you know, delete that other bathroom and save that 30 grand and make this one really nice. And we'll come back to that one in five years. So there's some real progress that can be made even in the first meeting. It's usually an hour and we usually know at that time what we're doing. And then, and then it's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's an action plan, right? Mm -hmm. For guys to go out and you're going to make sure this is getting happening. You're going to make sure this is happening. Okay, so then tell me this, and this has got to be a thing. I know it is. What do you got? I just want to hear you give it to me straight. Okay. You go out to meet with a customer because they've called you and said this is their idea and they want to talk about it, and you spend an hour, mm-hmm. and at the end of the hour, it's it's not happening. Mm-hmm. You, it's, it's simply not. Like, you realize somewhere during that conversation, they're not going to be able to come up with the amount of money mm-hmm. it's going to take to do it, or the idea that they have, the plan that they have, is not feasible. I mean, that happens, right? It absolutely does. And it's, uh, frankly, it's too bad, you know, because a lot of times you're going to a meeting where somebody's already put some legwork in, you know, they, they called you, maybe it was a referral, maybe they didn't find us on our website. I don't know. Um, but for the most part, they kind of think that they're probably going to be able to do this. So, so it does happen occasionally, you know, probably one in 10 or something where you go out on a good lead and you get there and, you know, sometimes it's 10 minutes in, you realize you're just in different worlds. Oh yeah. Um, Happened uh, happened recently, actually. Went out and looked at one, and we, we wanted to redo the kitchen. And we had about 20 to work with, and they were asking for 50. So it's kind of like, well, something's got to give. Right. And didn't we didn't come to a, we didn't come to a sort of 30? I didn't. I didn't, even, I didn't even bid the job oh, yeah. on that particular case. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, I think we both kind of agreed, you know, hey, we're, we're just kind of worlds apart. Um, talking about bids. Talking about bids. So... Another thing to keep in mind is, and this is kind of jumping all over the place, but since we're on bids, I feel like you can get a bid for $30,000, $50,000, and $70,000 for exactly the same project. So that's where, um, you know, overhead comes into play, material selections come into play, um, which we can talk about a little bit later. But those are some other critical parts of getting a job off on the right foot. Well, you know, we deal with this all the time in the building material industry. You know, people will bring set of plans in. And I say, hey, how much is this going to cost me to build? I need to know how much it's going to be. They'll hand it to you, do the takeoff. You give them their takeoff, and they'll say, well, you know, this other company beat you by whatever, $10,000, you know, on a $15,000 project. And it's just, it's not feasible. And it's really easy to look at these things and say, okay, it's this, this, and this. But I bet Eric has a little more insight into some of those things that oh, make yeah. bids so different. Comparing apples to apples obviously is key in order to get a complete understanding of where you're going. All right, don't go away, Eric. We've got to take another quick break. When we come back, more with American Legacy. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back. show built by par lumber now here's tony and Corey. hey welcome back to the weekend warriors home improvement show thanks for staying with us if you haven't already go check us out on our social media we uh we just launched our very own website uh, if you go to www.homeshow.com Uh, That'll take you to our website, or you can go to par.com, click on the Weekend Warriors link. That'll take you there as well. Uh, We're on YouTube, uh, Vimeo, 
Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, you name it, we're on there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, go check that out. Follow us. We've got some exciting things coming up this year. We're, uh, we're all over YouTube. Well, not yet, but <laughs> we're going to be all we're gonna over YouTube. We're going to be all over YouTube. Yeah. We've got some things up there, so go check it out. Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. you'll uh, enjoy it. Agreed. So today on the show, we're talking with Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes, trying to get some insight into uh, the mind of a general contractor. And, uh, you know, Tony and I, we talk about doing do-it-yourself things all the time, but, you know, sometimes a project is just out of that scope. Right. You know, you, you can't take on a whole house, you know, remodel, or you don't have time to do a, an addition or do that bathroom, you're going to call a general contractor. And uh, some of those things, you know, before the break, we were talking about budgets. You know, if you have a budget of, say, you know, 20000 and you interview three contractors, and one guy comes in at, you know, 20000 somebody else comes in at 30000 and this other contractor comes in at 10000 You know, what are those things? I mean, in the industry that Tony and I are in, we, we bid things all the time and we hear sometimes, oh, you know, this company beat you by this much. And it's like, man, I don't even have that amount of money in this project. There right. is no way. Right. So during the break, we were kind of talking with Eric and you were saying some of the things like product selection huge. is huge. It is. It is. I mean, let's talk about that because maybe people don't know what they're looking at when they're when they're perusing through a bid. Sure. So comparing bids, you know, you want to get apples to apples. You know, that's uh, been in my brain since, you know, one of my first weeks at par, you know, behind the counter, you're, you're apples to apples. You want to make sure that this person is getting uh, an apple to apple or similar to similar comparison for something. So two guys come in and bid a kitchen, you know, maybe one guy's minimum spec, as we we're talking about, is just all wolf appliances. Well, that's going to be a certain number. Maybe another guy's pack is Frigidaire. Those are and should be details that are kind of lined out in the bid so that you as a consumer can look at that and say, okay. Wait a minute. I don't want Wolf because I don't have $30,000. I want Kenmore or Frigidaire or Samsung because I have $20,000 and that's going to work just great for me. Stuff like that. Um, the other thing is, is an accurate bid in terms of what's getting done physically. What's, what are you going to be left with as that owner? Because one contractor might not like to paint. So at the bottom of his bid, it says excludes paint. Um, somebody else um, might not uh, want to do the demo or might want to let you in on the demo and says, you know, hey, here's 800 bucks if you want to do the demo. All these details are written into the bid. So read the bid. <laughs> That's a good piece of advice. Read the bid. Because Wait, don't, don't breeze the bid. Exactly. This is the, where you get into trouble, right? You, we need a sign in the office sometimes that just says, read the bid. Because it's laid out in there. We've taken our time with this bid and... Um, and, and frankly, it's kind of hard when people don't read it because they might be expecting the basement bathroom to be done, but it was just really clear we're, we're doing the kitchen in the attic. So even though that might have been something that you were hoping for, man, that's a big miss. And we've had stuff similar to that happen, not that big, but that's an exaggeration. But, you know, where somebody will miss a big line, like that says, hey, you're providing all your appliances. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're bid 16 that. and not 22. You know, we didn't put an allowance in there. Nobody's trying to rip anybody off or get rich or anything like that. It's just about, hey, this is what we can do for X. And if that works for you, great. If not, let's talk about it. Maybe maybe we need to change something. Maybe we miss something, you know? We're human. We're all human, and, and we do make mistakes. But reading that bit is is super critical. And then and understanding each line. Frankly. And yeah. what, what that entails. Ask a question if and you I guess, don't. I, that, that's right. You know, should a homeowner be, should they feel weird or feel like they're, 
asking dumb questions. No, no. The best jobs that I get, that homeowner's really involved. They might ask a lot of questions, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, at least I know they understand what they're getting or they know what they're getting. Or, or hey, we don't want Subway like it says in your bid. We want a glass mosaic for the backsplash, right? Sure. Great. Let's talk about it. Let's change that bid up. Or if we're mid-project, which just can happen... Nobody loves it, but you know what? You, you were looking at tiles, you had everything picked out, and then all of a sudden you come across this other tile. That's great. Well, let's do a change order. Let's see how far out it is and if it's in your budget. And if not, if you're willing to soak that up, great, we'll do it. You know, We're all about doing things on the fly as needed, but at the end of the day, your project will run the smoothest if you start out with all these boxes checked. How often do you find yourself kind of being um, – and? You know, maybe I'm wording it wrong, but how often do you find yourself being a material salesperson for your homeowner where your homeowner says, hey, we want to reside the house, but mm -hmm. we don't really know if we want mm -hmm. vinyl siding, fiber cement siding, you know, primed wood siding uh, mm -hmm. or, or LP siding. How often do you find yourself imparting your opinion or maybe in this case, maybe you're not sharing your personal opinion, but instead you're just describing what all of them bring to the table. Do you do that a lot? Uh, yeah, very often. And it's, it's nice to have my background with Barb, but uh, being that I only left four years ago, I don't know every appliance that it's out there like I do you oh, know, yeah. siding and windows. So <laughs> yeah, right. there's a learning curve for me too. And you know, we've got great vendors, man. We really have built a solid team. And so we'll defer to vendors on many of these things, you know? Um, especially like heated floor or something where, you know, this system might've just come out. It's $300 cheaper. Is this something you want to look at? We'll, we'll bring that to the table for them. Or most often, you know, we've partnered with vendors like you guys, uh, and others that are great to us and accept our customers. They welcome them in and they hold their hand and they say, do you want this Trex decking or this timber tech decking? Or we've got this other one that's this, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, we'll, we'll usually send them in with a budget, obviously, um, or, the knowledge that you're picking out what you want and you're going to pay for it. And, and that's something you can agree on beforehand. It is really nice to talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. I mean, I remodeled my kitchen. Tony knows this. He helped me remodel my kitchen a couple of years ago. And I don't, I, I never remodeled the kitchen. So I went to a cabinet place and I spoke, sat down with this cabinet person. And, you know, he told me about all this stuff. We picked out all these things. And the budget came in like 10 times what I thought it was because there were a lot of line items on that bid that, you know, well, this one right here, this option that you're looking at uh, is $20,000. Well, this one over here looks very similar, uh, but it's only five, you know, and there's things there like that in every realm of the home, every product. I mean, you can find tile. Like we were saying before, maybe maybe during the break, we were talking about this. You know, you might have a tile that is a dollar a square foot that's included in your bid, and it looks great. You know, but you you say, oh, you know what? I really like this one. Oh yeah, to we can do that. We can totally do that. But it's eleven dollars yeah, a square it's, foot. It's eleven dollars a square or fifty dollars a square foot. Yeah. And you don't really understand those decisions almost until it's too late. Right. I mean, would you recommend that? everybody use a designer it's definitely preferred i wouldn't say everyone because there's some jobs that are just small enough oh that, sure sure you know it's a it's a rental and they want to gut the bathrooms come back with fiberglass subway bam 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 we're in we're out it's not their house and so you know stuff like that real estate work a lot of times 
no design. You, but you probably, as a general contractor, understand those applications and are able to input those decisions or help, you know, implement those decisions that aren't break the bank things. But, yeah. you know, for a homeowner that's saying, well, this is my kitchen. I want to live with it. This is what I want. I want this look. You know, I run into this all the time with entry doors. Entry doors. Oh, careful there. Sorry, entry me. doors. There's <laughs> what, what have we found? I mean, I went and toured a, a door manufacturer the other week, and they told me that there's like 8 million options for an entry door. I mean, all of those things, the price combinations of, you know, if, if you know what you want it to look like, and there's four options ranging from $300 to 7000 you know, that's what's crazy to me. So talking with somebody that fully understands those, that says, look, I understand what you want. I can get you that. What's your budget? And kind of get it in that. I, I find value in that. But at the end of the day, you have to remind your homeowners that you're working with, you're not an engineer, you're not a designer, right? You have a scope. we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more with Eric Russell of American Legacy Homes. You listen to Tony Corey. Don't go away. There's a reason Fortress Railing Products is one of the strongest brands in the railing industry. From commercial, code-tested products to diverse residential styles, Fortress Railing Products is a category creator with a complete line of railing solutions to turn your outdoor space into a living place. Fortress is committed to a higher standard for quality, strength, innovation, versatility, and ease of installation, which means you get a beautiful railing system that stands up to your busy life. Whether you're looking for iron, aluminum, or cable rail, we have the right solution for your outdoor living space. And installation is as easy as one. One, two, three. One, choose your pre-welded, pre-assembled panel. Two, choose your post and bracket. And three, select your personalization options. Fortress, products that inspire, designs that liberate. For a look that reflects your style, choose Marvin Windows and Doors. They'll enhance the essence of a room and the character of a home. Beautifully crafted with the most extensive selection of customizable options, it's easy to complement your vision. Marvin Windows and Doors are sold only at independent dealers who understand your home is more than your address. It's a feeling you create in a place that holds your dreams. Marvin Windows and Doors, built around you. Find exceptional service and inspiration at Par Design Center, your local Marvin dealer. Start your project with a trip to their Aloha location, where Par Design Center's experts can help you find easy and stylish replacement solutions for your next remodeling project. Family owned and operated since 1930. Go where the builders go. Par Design Center. Call Par Design Center at 503-614-2655 or visit online at par.com. That's P-A-R-R.com. Preparing your home for winter weather is an easy task for weekend warriors when you have the right tools. Small leaks in doors, windows, and siding can create big problems down the road. So make inspection of these areas a part of your annual home maintenance plan. Caulking that is cracked, peeling or pulling away from your trim can be cut and replaced with OSI Quad Advanced Formula Window, Door, and Siding Sealant. Designed for superior performance on exterior window, door, siding, and trim applications, OSI Quad can be applied to wet or dry surfaces and even at freezing temperatures. Unlike other sealants, Quad resists dirt and dust collection, yellowing, and water washout. 
Quad is self-tooling, available in a variety of colors, and once cured, is paintable. To learn more about OSI Quad, visit osipro.com. Whether you're building a new home, remodeling an old home, or re-envisioning your backyard space, if you've got a project, go to Par Lumber for decks, fencing, kitchens, windows, doors, and more. Par Lumber, your neighborhood building and home improvement experts. For true rain screen protection under your exterior siding, not much compares to the unique three-dimensional matrix of Home Slicker. Home Slicker provides a continuous space for drainage and drying, a thermal break, and pressure equalization, eliminating the threat of trapped moisture. Home Slicker is easy to install, ventilates the entire wall surface, can be used behind stone, stucco, and lap siding, saves time and labor costs, and even offers a 50-year warranty. To learn more about Home Slicker, visit BenjaminObdike.com. At PAR, we're more than just lumber, because we know people want more than just lumber. That's why we sell grills, sealers, stains, wheelbarrows, rags, bags, extension cords, shop lights, saws, blades, ladders, and oh yeah, Yeti coolers and Yeti thermoses. Visit your local PAR lumber and find any one of the many, many things that we sell every single day. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we've got Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes sitting in the studio with us, and we're talking about projects. Yeah, we're contracting about projects. Expectations, really. Yeah, managing those expectations on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. On the homeowner side and on the contractor side because some contractors, you know, they come in there and they they do their thing and, you know, by the end of the project, you're like, "Man, what what was that?" Yeah, that's, that's not, not what I wanted at all. Not really what I wanted, which is where it's important, I feel like, that you ask the questions or you pose the question a lot. Do you find yourself, this is what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself in a situation where the homeowner has said to you, okay, this is what I want for my house. And he lays it out for you. And right away, you're thinking to yourself, this is not what he wants. You're explaining to me what you want, but it doesn't fit in your scenario. Maybe here is a better solution. Or have you given any thought to that? Do you find yourself in that conversation? Uh, many times I've found that, you know, doing this job for the time I've been doing it, I have grown tremendously in being frank with people. Look, this is a bad idea. I really think you should think about this longer and harder because it, it might blow your budget. You know, there's many different reasons. It might not fit in the neighborhood. In my opinion, you might be throwing good money after bad. Um, you know, meaning, hey, you know, sometimes you really have to be real with people. You know, you're, you're looking at this particular house. It might just, it's it's worth 200 and they want to spend 80 on the kitchen and you just got to say are you sure and i've done that before and they've gone yep and we go to work <laughs> well yeah. it's a cost versus value tony and i do the show all the time yeah. once a year at least we talk about cost versus value and you do you come to this point where you say man you live in a million dollar home are you sure you want formica Right. You know, or you live in a, you know, $150,000 home. Are you sure you want to spend 150000 on a new kitchen? Right. You know, I mean, those are just the things that if it doesn't matter to you, 
well, that's just the way it is. But, you know, it's good to have that conversation because you are probably not going to get the money back out of it if you're spending way too much on it. Right. I guess that's what you just and, and summarized. People, people view that differently. People, Some people are like, this is my forever house. I don't really care. Exactly. I get my money out. And yeah, so those, we, you got to have that conversation. You got to ask a question, but you got to listen too. Are they serious? They're like, nope, this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what we're doing. And I'm, I'm in. How does somebody, I mean, we're, let's kind of get back to that whole budget idea. And how, do, how does somebody, because you said earlier, one of the, the things that somebody should have is they should be ready. They should have, before they start a project, they need to be ready. Well, to start a project, you kind of need to know what it's going to cost you. You need a roundabout price, right? Like if I'm going to do a bathroom remodel, and I've been watching a lot of uh, home and garden television, and I think to myself, oh, yeah, that's going to be like five grand. That's how much it costs on that show. Always. Always. I don't understand it. So then you have a contractor come in, you know, and you get bids between fifteen and 30000 You know we talked about a designer earlier mm-hmm. in the benefits of a designer. I mean, do you see having a designer on every project as a huge benefit? Almost every project could probably use a designer in my field. I mostly do remodel. Um, Jeremy will take on, you know, whole houses or excavation, different scopes of projects. But for me, I'm pretty much a remodeler working underneath him. And so, Every step of my project has some question that's got to be answered. And by bringing on a designer, you kind of have a funnel. You've brought in a funnel that everything goes from client to me through this designer. The designer has some input with the client, and the designer also has some input with me. And so it's, it's really a perfect mesh. And they're the ones that are there checking the boxes, meeting with the homeowners, drawing up the plans, doing the elevations. I think visual is huge. So these people can see, hey, I'm, I'm offering to give you this for X. I think it's critical. I think it's probably the one thing that I want on a project if I know it's going to go smooth and it happens to be a kitchen, bath, or whole house remodel. Well, it, it's. I just have to interject this. This is very important. The conversation, when it reaches the creative portion of the conversation, that is an open-ended, never-stopping, mm-hmm. forever time dump, mm-hmm. right? The creative. That is where a designer lives. The designer lives in the creative. You want to come in and have all of the creative done and walk away with a clear action plan. Mm -hmm. This is what this is going to cost. This is how long it's going to take to get it. And this is how long it's going to take to install it. And that is your wheelhouse right there. Bingo. You want the creative And a lot of contractors, I think, are that way where they actually, they want to show up and go to work and get things done. Don't take this wrong, but they don't necessarily want to sit around and talk for an hour about, do you like the mosaic? Or do you like the subway tile? I mean, <laughs> right. frankly, yeah. at the end of the day, we want to put that up. You know, we want to give you what you want as soon as you can have it. And by taking that time away from us and giving it to a designer, they're doing it. Your project's still moving. And somebody is paying a lot closer attention to me to, the, to little details like, you know, which schluter you're going to use to surround this tile or a bull nose or whatever it's going to be than I ever would. I want to show up and have things ready, know what I need to do, and go to and work. get it done. And yet you still get that question. All the time. So, so Eric, uh, what color of paint would you use in this room? I tell him, call your designer. <laughs> See, I would just say chartreuse every time. <laughs> well, chartreuse. That's a really good point now. Okay, so we knew uh, as a homeowner, I knew that I had this project that I wanted to get done. But honestly, I don't have a super clear vision of 
all of the aspects of the project. I just know that we need to get this old stuff out. We want to bring some new contemporary stuff in and I don't really know what to use. And honestly, Eric, I don't have a designer or even know who to call that I feel like I can trust. Do you have somebody that you work with regularly that that answers those qu- types of questions? Yeah, I mean, we'll work with multiple designers. Um, so you put me on the spot here. Uh, I probably have a favorite. Uh, Karen Linder and I work really well together and give leads back and forth to each other and kind of are on the same wavelength. So our customers tend to be similar type of folk, and it te- tends to just work out really well. Um I would love to direct people to her website if I can. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, Karen Linder's website? This is a designer Uh, that American Legacy uses uh, often enough. Often. Uh, Here it is. Uh, www.karenlinderinteriordesignsplural.com. So call her up. She's awesome. If you're thinking about something, she does a wonderful job. Great with people. Great with design. Great with creative Great with creative. I mean, a real A+. Plus. I yeah. Have no qualms referring her to anybody. It definitely takes a special kind of person to be able to wrap their head around the creative part of a project. There's just so much there. And every the answer to every question honestly begs another question. Right. And so you, you get kind of stuck in that. Yeah. Well, think about every aspect of a project. You know, Tony and I, we've done enough of these DIY projects that we know. When I was doing my kitchen, I mean, we had to choose everything. I mean, the from what sort of shelves you want in the cabinets, what hinges, what uh, handles, what, you know, faucet, the tile, the floor. The, I mean, there are so many decisions that have to be made. That's kind of why I wonder, you know, in your position, Eric, as a general contractor, you know, when you're doing these bids, are they... Are you listing all of that stuff out? Are you asking those questions? I mean, does does somebody when before they call you, do they have to have these things worked out? Do they do no. they have to know everything in their head of what they want? By no means. By no means. We can talk at any time. Uh, I think most of the things we're talking about today are, hey, we want these things ready before we actually, you know, break that first wall down. You know, these are some of those type of things. Love to talk to people at at any time, really, and and I welcome it. Well, tell me about this then. Do you, well, you yourself and American Legacy, do you guys operate each one of your projects with a contract? Is there a signed contract that get or anything over $2,000 you need a contract? Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, so you have an idea. There are some projects you can come in. Contract's not necessary. We know exactly what we need to do. This is, this is easy stuff. This is stuff I do really regularly. We can knock it out. You're going to love it. Rock and roll. I mean, we bid every job. So, um, you know, and so we'll have a contract in place for anything over 2000, but really even the thousand dollar projects are, they're getting a scope of work, you know, hundred dollars are getting a scope of work. Hey, we'll come over and, you know, let that dog out for a hundred dollars, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's add that right in the, right in the fine print down there. Foo-foo's got to go out. Uh, so you would recommend as a contractor, whether you're working with, uh, this specific, this specific homeowner or not, you recommend over $2,000, a, a homeowner should be looking for a contract. It's, you feel like it's a good idea or is it just something you do because you, because you have to. So technically, Jeremy's in charge of the contracts, but I think it's Oregon law that over $2,000 you need a contract. Oh, okay. 
and it works good. You prefer to have a contract or you prefer not to have a contract? Oh, always. Contracts are great. Love bids. You know, stuff in writing in front of people is the only way to communicate things because you can talk to your blue in the face, but they might not remember. Yeah. Well, that may, that sounds like a good course of action. we got to take another quick break. I can't believe this. You're listening to Tony Core, Your Weekend Warriors. We will be right back. show built by par lumber when it comes to big or small projects around the home tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier now here's tony and Corey. hey welcome back to the weekend warriors home improvement show built by par lumber thanks for staying with us today in the show we're talking with eric russell from american legacy homes getting some insight into the mind of the contractor. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't already, I want you to go over to our website. Uh, go to par.com, P-A-R-R.com. Click on the Weekend Warriors link, and that'll take you over to Tony and I's brand new website where uh, we're, uh, we've got everything loaded up on there as far as our social media. We're into doing videos now. We're doing these uh, how-to videos. So go check those out. Those are on our YouTube channel. And uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can send them, uh, send us an email at weekendwarriors at par.com. Yeah, absolutely. So before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about contracts. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's good to have a contract keeps everybody on the same page, reminds everybody months down the road of what the decision was, the, uh, the agreements that we came to and that sort of thing. But there are going to be some things that um, don't, that aren't covered in the contract. You know, those unforeseen challenges that you come across uh i was mentioning during the break that uh, at the at the newberg par yard we're doing a remodel there and we decided on the back wall we were going to add some natural lighting for the offices that were on the back wall there's no natural light back there no Mm -hmm. windows so we're gonna add some windows across the back wall and the the windows spanned all the way across and as we opened up the openings from the inside cut the sheetrock out to put the windows in before we actually opened the envelope on the outside and guess what we saw some stuff in the wall that we didn't know was there it happens. And suddenly we're facing now electrical that needs to be moved, some uh, maybe some plumbing that needs to be moved. But even bigger than that is we came across structural um, tension cables that are in there that are really can't be moved. They have to stay there and they'll go right through the window that we wanted to put there. Suddenly now there's a decision that has to be made. Mm-hmm. There's some more money that's got to be spent. There's some more time that it's going to take. And while we did not foresee that challenge we definitely have to take that in stride do you find that when you come across those types of things in a project that it's a stumbling block or or do you have um or what's the best way to handle a situation like that uh just being forthright you know hey we came across this and we think it should be fixed because of x y and z if it's an issue or we came across this, this is in our way, we need to have this re-engineered, they didn't catch this. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times, you know, you can do, you can really be prepared for a project and have approved plans in hand, and they're stamped, and you're ready to go to work, and you show up, and, and you see something that, you know, probably got overlooked in the crawl space, you know, they didn't have that footing that was, you know, supposed to be there uh, per per the house that's already built and approved <laughs> right. and everything, right. and so and so you're putting stuff like, like that in there. Um 
other examples. Uh, repiping. That's probably a, the biggest one right now. You get into the situation, you've got to confront the homeowner and say, hey, you've got CPVC in the walls, and uh, this is a product that's known to fail as a water pipe. Do you want to do it now, or do you want to roll the dice? Um, I'm always leaning towards do it now. The walls are open. You're not going to find a cheaper time to do it. I mean, it's kind of one of those no-brainers, but at the end of the day, it's their house, their money. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. Since we're talking about CPVC and replacing that, what's your go-to? Is it PEX or just... Yeah, uh, PEX or Warsbo. Or Warsbo. Oh, Warsbo. Yeah, that's good stuff, obviously. Uh, and so then the customer's like, well, maybe we need to replace... A- all of the water pipe instead of just what we're doing right here. And then at some point, some point you have to temper the, the plan going forward. It just, it can quickly get out of hand, right? Easily. I think I was going there actually is sometimes you run into a big deal. Like, you know, it's not just a little bit of the house that has CPVC. It's the whole thing. So you're, you're redoing the whole thing. You're getting into areas of the house. You weren't even going to touch. You're down in the basement. You're in the crawl space. Um, you know, generally a repipe can be anywhere from, you know, thirty five hundred bucks to eight thousand bucks, depending on yeah. variables and the number of shutoffs and how much sheetrock repair you got and blah blah blah. But um, so you've got a fifty thousand dollar budget, and all of a sudden you go, "Hey, we've got to spend another five grand." So it's either they're good with it; it's a it's a cost of owning a home, or it taxes the project. So you've got to kind of go back and revisit the budget and say, you know, maybe instead of these countertops, we do these countertops. We'll swap out a couple of tiles. We'll be able to soak it up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. I definitely feel like the solution to this type of a challenge is really transparency. You're going to take the situation where it is. You're going to lay it out for the homeowner and you're going to say, these really are your options. It doesn't matter to you either way because you don't have any skin in the game, right? You're going to do what the homeowner wants you to do. The budget's going to change by this or it's not. And then we're going to move forward towards the end of the project. This is your advice. If it were me, this is what I would do. Or maybe you need to consult your designer or whatever in in whatever the situation may be. But transparency in that instance is really the thing. Communication and transparency is the thing that's going to get you through those. And again, solidify the trust that you're building with the homeowner that you're working with. It's just such a huge part of the whole game um, is establishing and keeping that trust and just that. I mean, you, you nailed it. You're ready to go, bud. I mean, transparency, trust, and communication, you're going to get really far with those three, especially if you're doing well at all of them. Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to run into those problems. It doesn't matter. Corey and I remodeled his kitchen. We t- we've mentioned it a few times. We've talked about it a lot over the years. But uh, we remodeled his kitchen, and he wanted to remove a beam that spanned the width of his kitchen. And it was sitting on this wall, and it was sitting on this wall, and we wanted to push it up into the floor. Yeah, and there to, was a post in the middle. It was posted to, up in the middle. It was mm-hmm. a drop beam. It was just ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we decided this is what we got to do. We got to take the the post out that's in the center of the room. We got to move the beam up, right, and put it into the framing of the second floor, and that's what we're going to do. We get the we get the post out. We get the beam, you know, is 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 supported, right? And we take out the sheetrock off of the wall, the load-bearing wall, where the beam is sitting and the post that it's sitting on that's in the wall, no support under it. There was no <laughs> concrete under that post. And Corey None. was like, Whoops. what is happening here? This beam is carrying my second floor. It's sitting on a post. The post is sitting on two by six, tongue and groove, and there was nothing under it. It, wouldn't, it wasn't even sitting on a, like a post and a beam. It wasn't even sitting on a beam. 
in Nothing. the crawl. It Just... was literally sitting on the car decking. Well, at least it didn't right fall on down. The deck. Yeah. <laughs> it was sagging about two inches, though. Right. In that instance, Corey and I were the contractor, we were the designer, and we were the homeowner, and we had to make that decision. Ultimately, we ended up taking up a little bit more floor. We dug a hole in the ground. We poured a concrete footing. We put the post up. We set the beam. Rock and roll, right? But you just cannot anticipate some of those things. And yet we, because we didn't have anybody else to blame, right? Uh, except for the guy that did that. And so, <laughs> so ultimately we had to handle it and we did handle it. And you have to roll with those types of things. But the communication and the transparency with the homeowner is obviously the solution. Yeah, most times you're in a spot where something has to happen. The wall's open. Like we're, we're either going to put sheetrock back up over CPVC against my better advice or we're not. And maybe we're going to take it farther. But at most of these crossroads, you're doing something. You're, you're already knee deep, you know? Like, your, your guys' example is a oh, perfect, yeah. perfect oh, yeah. example. Well, we couldn't have put you, it back the way that it was. It was it had to be fixed. Right. Yeah, so. it wasn't to code. And it, honestly, it wasn't safe. And it was a problem. We had to fix it. We actually have to take another break. I feel like that's all we're doing here is taking breaks. But this is great conversation. Eric, don't go away. We're going to come right back. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your Weekend Warriors, right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Hang in there. Being a homeowner in today's market isn't easy. With families hanging on to their homes longer, energy efficiency and long-term quality have become top priorities. Future generations will benefit from the choices you make today. Make the right choice. Invest in your family's future with Plygem Windows, available at area par lumber locations. You'll enjoy designer, low-maintenance windows at a price that won't jeopardize the kids' college fund. They're approved by the National Association of Home Builders and Energy Star Certified. So why do people shop at PAR? Because we know that people who want to build need selection, competitive pricing, on-time delivery, and real experts who really know how to give expert advice. Just ask Shana. We help design projects all the time. Let's take a look at your plans. That's why people shop at PAR. If you've got a project you need help with, visit any one of our PAR locations across the Pacific Northwest. To find a location near you, visit PARR.com. For a look that reflects your style, choose Marvin Windows and Doors. They'll enhance the essence of a room and the character of a home. Beautifully crafted with the most extensive selection of customizable options, it's easy to complement your vision. Marvin Windows and Doors are sold only at independent dealers who understand your home is more than your address. It's a feeling you create in a place that holds your dreams. Marvin Windows and Doors. Built around you. Find exceptional service and inspiration at Par Design Center, your local Marvin dealer. Start your project with a trip to their Aloha location, where Par Design Center's experts can help you find easy and stylish replacement solutions for your next remodeling project. Family owned and operated since 1930. Go where the builders go. Par Design Center. Call Par Design Center at 503-614-2655 or visit online at par.com. That's P-A-R-R dot com. 
Trex is the world's number one decking brand and the inventor of wood alternative composite decking. Trex is committed to helping you create a low maintenance backyard retreat that can handle the outdoors without depleting them and will do so for decades because your weekends should be spent relaxing on your deck, not repairing it. Choose from four distinct collections in 21 colors to meet any design aesthetic on any budget with the comfort of a 25 year fade and stain warranty. Trex, outdoor living elevated. Visit trex.com for more. When you want to enhance your home's curb appeal with the look of real wood, choose real wood, like Shakertown Cedar Siding. The genuine natural color and grain of Shakertown products offers a great cedar siding solution for your project, adding dimension and drama to your home's exterior. Whether you select individual sidewall shakes, pre-manufactured Craftsman shingle panels, or pre-primed Cedar Cove shingle panels, your cedar siding will stand the test of time, outlasting building trends and its competition. Made with 100% clear vertical grain heartwood cedar, nothing compares to the rich appearance and outstanding performance of our cedar shingle panels. They resist the effects of the sun, rain, pests, and time. For 50 years, Shakertown has been beautifying and protecting homes, a true American original. Visit shakertown.com to learn more. At PAR, we're more than just lumber, because we know people want more than just lumber. That's why we sell grills, sealers, stains, wheelbarrows, rags, bags, extension cords, shop lights, saws, blades, ladders, and oh yeah, Yeti coolers and Yeti thermoses. Visit your local PAR lumber and find any one of the many, many things that we sell every single day. Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking with uh, Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes, and we're getting some insight into a, the mind of a general contractor. Yeah. And uh, learning a little bit about uh, maybe some tips and tricks on what to do and what not to do, what to expect, yeah, those sorts of things. And we're talking about sort of tempering our um, our understanding of how you go forward with a general contractor against, you know, what you see on TV. Because honestly, that is not reality. I mean, it's their reality, right? But our it's reality rea TV. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but our reality is very much different. Um, here's a primary example. And, and I'm, we're going to, this is a little um, sort of behind the scenes, you know, we're talking okay. here. Homeowners are going to go out and get multiple bids, right? Because they want to be able to determine who is gold digging, right? Or mm -hmm. or who really knows what's got to happen here, right? And and who is because of relationships that they have, who is able to do the same work, the same quality work, but for less money. We obviously Corey and I on a regular basis, we tell homeowners or our listeners, we tell them this the least expensive bid is not always the right one. As a matter of fact, the most expensive bid, Corey will say, is not always the right one. Sometimes you think, I just want to use the best products. I've got the money. Let's just get after it, right? Let's use the best stuff. Well, but the most expensive stuff always isn't always the best. And, and that's so true. There's, there's obviously a lot of aspects to the budget portion, right? 
But here's the thing. This is my big question for you right okay. here, Eric. Do you feel like that homeowners need to be super secretive about the bids that they're getting from other people or the fact that they're getting multiple bids? Do you want to feel like, does a contractor feel slighted or do they feel like they're, you know, being, you know, cheated if, if homeowners are going out and getting multiple bids? Is that how you feel about that? Uh, to be really honest, I mean, I think it's kind of expected. You, 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 in the back of your mind, you're kind of thinking, yeah, they're probably going to get another bid, maybe two, maybe five, you know, some people will go all out. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily need to know that they're getting bids or not getting bids, you know, just as long as the guy's truck's not there when I show up, you know, I don't, there, there is kind of a funny respect thing. I guess it'd be like, maybe, uh, let's just change subjects. Totally. Let's say you're interviewing babysitters or nannies, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you sure. might not have one walking out and see the other one walking in. I mean, it's just kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a weird but, deal. But, written rule, but, but it kind of happens, you know? And so then, so then already you kind of go into that meeting going, you know, I'm probably just a number here. I'm probably not really going to get to know these guys or really have a working relationship with them. It's probably going to be more like, you know, get in here and get this done and get out. And, and so sometimes that works, but a lot of times you can kind of sense and, and see if it's going to be a right fit even as early as that with, with some of that information, if you're, you're showing up and a couple other guys are leaving, it's kind of like contractors, all of us kind of know, Oh, okay. Well, we're kind of a number, you know, you, you kind of lose a little bit of value. I think as a, just as an individual, as a business, I mean, yeah, we get it, you know, it's fine. Get other bids. I encourage it. But at the end of the day, I think it's gotta be just a, a small line of kind of, I don't want to say respect, but maybe just uh personal integrity, you know, there's going to be a right time to share that bid with that contractor that you're probably going to use. Say, Hey, I got this $20,000 bid. I got this $6,000 bid. You're at 40. Can we talk a little bit about that? Heck yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out why. I think we were talking a little earlier off air about the why, why, why might somebody be able to do a job cheaper than somebody else? And there's a ton of factors. Um, product typically is going to be product. So whether you buy your uh, countertops from, uh, you know, group A, group B, whether you buy it from this company or that company, you're already going to have differences in there. So what I think you're really looking for for a contractor is somebody that can express confidence in their subs and their trade partners because that is pretty critical. In other words, uh, if I went out and bid every job, uh, which we have to do without uh, actually having the subs come through. So it's the onus is on me and Jeremy to get the number right. So as you can imagine, we do, you know, 50 kitchens a year. Well, the electrical is going to be a little different on all of them, but at the end of the day, it's pretty close, right? But um, if you were to have, you know, the subs come through, you're going to, you're not going to get the plumber, the electrician, the HVC guy, the cabinet guy, the uh, flooring guy, flooring guy. Yeah. You, you're probably not going to have the time just in this market, I would say, for all those people to come through and give you an accurate bid. If you're a homeowner and you've got the time, you want that, actually. Unfortunately... That's not the real world most of us live in, you know. Uh, tax day comes and you got, you know, 15 grand and you want a new bathroom, you're on the hunt. Yeah. And it's 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 usually now. Hey, when how soon can you start? It's usually the first question, actually. Yeah. Well, you and 50,000 other people with yeah. the same idea. Yeah. So the relationship portion of this scenario, right, the way that the relationship is important between the homeowner and the prospective contractor, it's the same 
importance with the relationship with the contractor has with his subs and with his vendors and suppliers. You have to choose on a regular basis. You have to choose the subs that are going to be right for you for any particular mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. You probably have great relationships with the subs that you use regularly. Would you say you try to funnel um, as much business as you can through the subs that you trust? Yeah, it's almost critical. I mean, frankly, I don't have a lot of new guys showing up on any of my jobs. So, yeah, it's almost a moot point, really. I mean, these are all guys. Like, it's a big deal when I try somebody new. You know, it's like I'm I'm watching them. I'm stopping by the job and exit five or six times. Oh, good. Oh, okay, we got that. Good. Um, as opposed to the guy that I've walked that job with five times. I know he is going to get it right. I know he knows what he's doing. Um, and not that, it, you know, I mean, any sub you'd hire wouldn't know what they're doing, but it's just the details of how I want things done. Usually that is the difference. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, the relationship aspect of this entire process from the supplier or the manufacturer to the supplier, to the contractor, to the subs, to the homeowner, the finished product, everything depends on relationships and a value of trust. And this is not a deal where you open up the phone book back in the days when we had a phone book. What's that? And you pick out a contractor and you call them and you're like, this is how much money I have to spend. This is what I want to get done. I'll talk to you when it's over. I mean, it simply is not like that. It, it just doesn't happen. So the relationship portion of this, the relationship dynamic is so important. On top of that, you're telling me that you're welcome. You welcome the opportunity to come back after you've bid and the homeowner says, hey, Eric, we got three bids and you were here, and this other guy was here, and I want to understand more about how you ended up where you ended up based on maybe what this other guy quoted. And maybe, Eric, maybe she says, here's the list, right? But I'm not putting his bottom line on there, right? What he quoted me at this point for you doesn't matter. I want you to look at the, the jobs that he says he's going to do, and the materials that he's going to use, and how that compares to yours, and and how is yours different? What 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 do you not see on his or what do you see more on his that wasn't in your bid? You welcome the opportunity to take a second look at that and say, hey, look, this guy is, hey, he, he's planning on putting new stair treads in your staircase. I, I didn't know you were doing that. I mean, that's... I couldn't agree more. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head and we're, we're kind of back to, did you read the bid or have you gone through it line by line? I'd love to help somebody with that, of course, um, because it's uh, it's the only thing we have to go off of is what we've agreed on in writing between us. So it's kind of a big deal, you know? I mean, even from the bidding portion, before you're making that choice of who you're going to go with, you want to know that, hey, I think I'm picking the right guy. But even moving moving past that, you, you're still wanting to be comfortable with that decision. Right. So in that instance, whether you're sharing the numbers that you got from somebody else or not, whatever, it doesn't have to be a big secret. I mean, look, you're in this to get the job done for the least amount of money possible, but done right and done by somebody that you can trust to be there a month later. If something was wrong, I want to call up this phone number and have Eric answer and say, you're right. I'm on my way out. I'm going to look at that. We're going to find out what's going on. We're going to work through it. Working with somebody that you trust is huge. Working with somebody that is going to be there to fix something if, if it happens to go wrong is huge. And the money just isn't that big of a deal. So I feel like the transparency, the ability mm -hmm. to explain what's going on is huge. Is that something that American Legacy brings to the table with at every project? You know, absolutely. It is, it is really what we strive for, that communication, clear bid, clear budget, and we're ready to go to work. 
Awesome. All right, folks, we've got to take another quick break. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we've got a guest in the studio with us named Eric Russell with American Legacy Homes. Yeah, we're talk- we've been talking about, uh, you know, customer expectations and, you know, when you're dealing with a, a general contractor, what are some of those things that you have to worry about? And what's some of those things you don't have to worry about? You know, so that's what we've been talking about. Tony, you had some interesting things we were talking about during the break. Yeah. Let's go over some of those. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, we've been going through a remodel at the, at the Newburgh yard, Par Lumber Newburgh. We've been remodeling the store and uh, you see subs in there and they get their job done and they get out and, and you love to see the progress that's going on. But then comes that day. Thursday, week six, and you show up in the morning and all day long, you're thinking about all of the things that are the next step on my project. This is, this is something that's ready to be done. And this is ready to be done. And this is ready to be done. And yet no subs are darkening my doorstep. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder why there's not somebody here working today. Um, because there's this work that can be done and it's not waiting for anybody. I don't understand why it's not happening. You can't help but wonder why something's not being done on any given day. But the fact is that when your project starts until your project ends, there's probably not going to be somebody there every day working because we're working with so many people. Tell me, Eric, do you get this question or this phone call from your homeowners? Hey, what's happening at my job today? And, and I mean, they want to know why, why is somebody not there today? I mean, do you work off of a schedule or, we do. or what's, how does that come about? And when they ask that question, how do you answer it? I'm going to say this goes, this goes back to trust. Um, and just, just a willingness to say, you know what, I'm going to put my job in this guy's hands and he's going to run with it. And why I say that is you're, you're kind of talking about schedule overlapping where you have many times, you know, 10 to 12 subs on a job, right? Well, they all have their own 10 to 20 jobs, yeah, right? right? So, so we're, we're, we're overlapping schedules, you know, between sub to sub and trying to fit it all into your project. So chances are very, very high that someone will not be there every day. Uh, you know, but by providing a schedule, you give people a heads up. Look, hey, Monday, Tuesday is going to be the sheet rocker. We're going to let it dry out Wednesday and Thursday, and the painter will be there Friday or Monday, depending on, you know, if he finishes his other job up at that time. You know, so it, it does kind of stack on top of each other with schedules. And that's probably the number one reason why you might not have anybody at your job that day. Okay, as so much as you say, but I want him on my job. <laughs> yeah. I want him here. Yeah. It well, just doesn't happen well, that way. Of course you do. Uh, off break, yeah, we were talking about that. You know, to you, you know, if, if Tony's doing this par lumber thing when you were doing your kitchen, what mattered more in the world to you than this job? Right. And Tony, so, Tony being on my job. <laughs> that's what mattered the most. He so said, but I have a wedding. I'm like, I don't care. But your wedding. We got to get this beam up. This is what we got to work on I don't right have now. a sink, bro. 
So tell me this then, when you're building a schedule, and I know you have a lot of experience building a schedule and you're looking at all of the facets and all of the things that need to be done, you've got this whole timeline that you're working in and obviously it's in your best interest to get this job done as quickly as possible without missing anything or rushing anything or doing anything wrong. I understand. And uh, so then with that in mind, do you find yourself working a schedule where there are some things that you can't control? Like, mm -hmm. for example, a guy comes out to do this portion of the project, but before the next portion can start, you need an inspection. So you call for an inspection. Is that guy on his way over there right now? No, like Portland's out five days right now. I think four or five. But, you know, so those are all things that at the time you're building your schedule, you don't know where Portland's going to be in six months. Like maybe their next day, you know, they worked, they were doing inspections on Christmas Eve. Wow. Which me. blew my mind. I actually called them because I didn't believe Jeremy. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I picked up the phone and called them. They're like, yep, sure enough, we're inspecting on Christmas Eve. So that's how busy we are as an industry. Um, I think because they wanted triple time. <laughs> maybe it could be a little of that too. Um, but yeah, so. Sorry, where you were. No, yeah, that's good. So that's primary. Now, okay, let's say you took that five days into consideration, right? And uh, you had some other things that were being done during the same time while you're waiting for inspection. Now, the inspection's coming and you've scheduled the concrete guy to close up that hole after the electrical's inspected. Mm -hmm. He's coming out the next day. Mm -hmm. Inspector coming on Tuesday, concrete guy on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Failed the inspection. Yeah. Concrete yep. guy now. Yeah, those are bad days because now that was that concrete guy's only window, perhaps. We're being hypothetical, and it might be a week before he can get back. Some of these things are out of our control, and, and frankly, um, there's there's always going to be a little contractor inspector thing uh, where where we're on a little bit of different sides of, uh, of the ball, you know? And, and at the end of the day, I would say probably a third of our failed inspections were actually to go back. We're actually able to go back and say, well, did you— Consider this because this is what the code reads and then it's approved over the phone. But, you know, so it, it, there's there's some things in this job that, quite frankly, have to be a crapshoot, in my opinion. Yeah. Or you have to just build the time in there, in, in which case a project that might be able to get done in 45 to 60 days, you're just booking it at 90. And you know it's going to be gravy, but the customer doesn't want that. So if you can have somebody on your side that trusts you that you've got their best interests in mind, it's going to go well. And this comes right back to... What we've been talking about the whole time, relationships and the trust factor, right? Your your trust in your subs that they are going to make your project, this project, an urgency. This And you're trusting that. And this comes a lot from how much business you pipe through them. If you use this sub one time in six months and, uh, and now you're saying, hey, I need you to make this a priority. He's like, man... I did one job for you in six months. And that's the truth. That's about right. I'll tell you this. I, I should get this out there. I'm literally nothing without my subs. I mean, now's a good time to give them all the credit in the world because essentially I'm a figurehead. I know how to do everything. And sometimes I play on the job and that's really fun. But my job is to man manage projects. And so these guys have all tapped to have my back. Boy, do they ever. So they need a big thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so important. And, it, and I know we've said it a thousand times during this show alone relationships are everything. And if you can find a contractor who has good relationships with his subs that um, leave the job the way they found it, except with the work done, their their prices are competitive and you can trust them to, to do the right thing in the right time frame. that has everything to do with everything. And it's a big deal. It's a big part of being successful. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you nailed that right on the head. 
Um, another thing I was thinking about is, is one of the bigger problems that we run into is where do I start? Where do I stop? You know, so I'm on the job talking with my clients and we're doing the bathroom and they realize that the, the door going into the bathroom is, uh, it's a little old. It's seen some years and some kids have colored on it and it's been kicked a few times and <laughs> well, they want a new one and, and that's all fine and dandy, you know, but you're buying, you're taking out the old door, you're throwing the old door away, you're putting in a new door, you're putting new trim on the new door, you're paying the new trim and the new door. So these little cost overruns can just really start to eat at your budget. And so I'm pretty good about getting change orders in front of people right away. But that would be something to watch out for is, is these little side things that you've given your contractor a green light to. And then three weeks later, you get a bill for it and you go, oh, I didn't think that we were going to do that. Well, that's why you had a change order up front. Or, you know, there's, a, there's the occasion. There's people that I work with that are awesome. And basically, you kind of know they're good for it. And so you just kind of plow on through and give them their new door. And they want to extend the flooring out of the hallway. You go ahead and go down that road. It's it's few and far between. It's probably one in 30. But for the most part, everybody gets a change order at that time. And so it's a good way of saying, here's where I stop. Now, obviously, you're speaking to your experience and, and what you do as a company. But do you feel like there are contractors out there that use change orders to pad their bottom line to get them more business, even if it isn't? Uh, you know, maybe even if it isn't absolutely necessary or costing as much as uh, as it would if it was the only part of the job. Yeah, I mean, I could I could say it was pretty pretty high level of confidence that that's out there, but so are a lot of other things, you know. And so so at the end of the day, again, you're really going back to that that trust, that relationship. Um, those are those are what you build off of. You know, check out some referrals, look up their website, see if they've got some pictures to share with you. You know, do your deal due diligence, but once. You know, once you're kind of underway and the project's going, I think that's the time to say, you know what, this is my horse, and I picked it and I'm sticking with it. When somebody gives you a list of referrals, it doesn't hurt to actually call them. Bingo. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times we see it as um, as just a hassle, but it's something that needs to be done. we got to take one more quick break, and then we'll wrap up. You're listening to Tony and Corey, Your Weekend Warriors. We'll be right back. There's a reason Fortress Railing Products is one of the strongest brands in the railing industry. From commercial, code-tested products to diverse residential styles, Fortress Railing Products is a category creator with a complete line of railing solutions to turn your outdoor space into a living place. Fortress is committed to a higher standard for quality, strength, innovation, versatility, and ease of installation, which means you get a beautiful railing system that stands up to your busy life. Whether you're looking for iron, aluminum, or cable rail, we have the right solution for your outdoor living space. And installation is as easy as one. One, two, three. One, choose your pre-welded, pre-assembled panel. Two, choose your post and bracket. And three, select your personalization options. Fortress, products that inspire, designs that liberate. For a look that reflects your style, choose Marvin Windows and Doors. They'll enhance the essence of a room and the character of a home. Beautifully crafted with the most extensive selection of customizable options, it's easy to complement your vision. Marvin windows and doors are sold only at independent dealers who understand your home is more than your address. It's a feeling you create in a place that holds your dreams. Marvin windows and doors, built around you. 
Find exceptional service and inspiration at Par Design Center, your local Marvin dealer. Start your project with a trip to their Aloha location, where Par Design Center's experts can help you find easy and stylish replacement solutions for your next remodeling project. Family owned and operated since 1930. Go where the builders go. Par Design Center. Call Par Design Center at 503-614-2655 or visit online at par.com. That's P-A-R-R.com. Preparing your home for winter weather is an easy task for weekend warriors when you have the right tools. Small leaks in doors, windows, and siding can create big problems down the road. So make inspection of these areas a part of your annual home maintenance plan. Caulking that is cracked, peeling or pulling away from your trim can be cut and replaced with OSI Quad Advanced Formula Window, Door and Siding Sealant. Designed for superior performance on exterior window, door, siding and trim applications, OSI Quad can be applied to wet or dry surfaces and even at freezing temperatures. Unlike other sealants, Quad resists dirt and dust collection, yellowing and water washout. Quad is self-tooling, available in a variety of colors, and once cured, is paintable. To learn more about OSI Quad, visit OSIPro.com. Whether you're building a new home, remodeling an old home, or re-envisioning your backyard space, if you've got a project, go to Par Lumber for decks, fencing, kitchens, windows, doors, and more. Par Lumber, your neighborhood building and home improvement experts. For true rain screen protection under your exterior siding, not much compares to the unique three-dimensional matrix of Home Slicker. Home Slicker provides a continuous space for drainage and drying, a thermal break, and pressure equalization, eliminating the threat of trapped moisture. Home Slicker is easy to install, ventilates the entire wall surface, can be used behind stone, stucco, and lap siding, saves time and labor costs, and even offers a 50-year warranty. To learn more about Home Slicker, visit BenjaminObdike.com. At PAR, we're more than just lumber, because we know people want more than just lumber. That's why we sell grills, sealers, stains, wheelbarrows, rags, bags, extension cords, shop lights, saws, blades, ladders, and oh yeah, Yeti coolers and Yeti thermoses. Visit your local PAR lumber and find any one of the many, many things that we sell every single day. Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we've got Eric Russell with American Legacy Home sitting in the studio with us here in the workshop. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out our social media. Uh, if you go to our website, par.com, click on the Weekend Warriors logo. It'll take you over to Tony and I's website. And uh, we've got all of our stuff on there from Facebook to Instagram to YouTube. Uh, Tony and I are making our premiere on YouTube now. And uh, Hopefully you like it. So watch those, subscribe, and do whatever that means. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to really appreciate and make fun of Corey's facial hair, which is uh, my most favorite thing to do. I think your facial hair is funnier than my <laughs> facial hair. <laughs> I shaved. <laughs> yeah, Eric is uh, funny thing is, is clean shaven. Tony calls that a beard. Anyway, <laughs> so we're talking about you know managing expectations, kind of, really. When somebody's out looking for a contractor, some of the things that they have to think about, Maybe some of the things they should be thinking about 
but you know, it's not all roses and you know daffodils. It's we can run into some serious problems. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, you know, opening up a wall and finding things that shouldn't be there or maybe things that should be there and they're not. But what are some of the biggest, you know, delay makers? Sure. The biggest cause for delays and maybe some ways to avoid them. I think we're going to go back to planning. Well, you know, that is be- Because so is many, a lot of these things that we'll, I think we'll talk about, we'll be able to backtrack and go, oh, we probably could have planned for that. And so the longer lead time you've got before your project kicks off, the better for you. But but some, some things that bother us, uh, seasonal restrictions. Okay, so we've got icy roads or we've got a downpour and we're trying to do a roof, concrete, and it's 20 degrees outside. These things just aren't happening. There's some delays. You know, you might have had it scheduled in there. Maybe the forecast three weeks ago said it was going to be great, and a cold snap <laughs> comes through. I mean, real life happens to us all the time. Um, the, the door we were talking about earlier, you know, instead of that just being one that we can go grab from Par Lumber, uh, we've got a special order it. So now that door waits three weeks. So everything else could wait three weeks if they want to not have a painter come out for a second trip. Back orders are probably one of the biggest killers because you've got your schedule dialed. Tile guy shows up on Monday. You get a call that last Thursday. Oh, yeah, that tile, uh, it's back-ordered. So everything changes, you know, and that's back to that relationship. You want somebody that can kind of guide you through this real-life experience that you're doing that's a lot of your money. I mean, I think it's just really critical that you can look this contractor in the eye and say, yeah, I think that guy's got my best interest at heart. I mean, that's really probably one of the most important things, in my opinion, is having somebody that can navigate that, right? They, you know, when, when they come to you and say, I want this project done, and you look through the, you know, the specs and you understand what is in that project, like the tile, and looking at it and saying, you know, that tile right there, I checked with the vendor and it's special order and it's going to take six weeks to get it here. You can deal with that versus coming in at the last minute and like, okay, let's get that tile. Oh, it's six weeks out. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're way behind then. So being able to identify those things is huge. Uh, but dealing with back orders, you know, knowing and working with vendors. I mean, I work with vendors mm-hmm. that I know darn well are have constant back orders. Yeah. For, you know, one reason or another. And understanding that and working with somebody that knows how to circumvent some of those things is huge, as Tony would say. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Agreed. And so this, again, and I know I've been saying this back to relationships, your relationship with your supplier you know that your supplier is doing everything they can to either get the back order for you as quickly as possible, check with all of the manufacturers to see mm-hmm. if there is a, uh, co- a comparable product that could be coming to you at a f- faster time, mm-hmm. right? Um, or is at the very least bird dogging to make sure that they're getting it as quickly as possible and not just shelving it and saying, well, it looks like we're going to wait five weeks and, and then you know putting it behind. It all comes back to relationships. Is your guy that you've chosen to enter this project with you got your best interest at heart, which ultimately in the end comes right back to the homeowner getting the very best service that they can get. And it's really all about choosing the right contractor who has the right contacts, who has the right subs and the right suppliers that is going to get through those things that are one, unforeseen and two, unavoidable getting through them as quickly as possible. Let me ask you a question. Would you find it helpful uh, for, let's say, uh, one of your uh, clients to come to you and say, okay, I'm going to do this bathroom remodel. uh, And you say, okay, we got to order all of this stuff in. What about staging material? I mean, is is it helpful for them to say, all right, my garage is wide open for you to use? 
Or do they say, that's your problem? Yeah, I don't know what made you think of that, but that's an excellent question. Because uh, I've got a couple different jobs going right now, one of which we've got the living room cleared out, and that's where we're staging everything. Well, anybody that comes through there, the tile guy, um, the uh, electrician, they can look at, okay, we're going to use this hood, We're gonna. so I need to wire it this way, or blah, 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 right? So that's awesome if that can go down like that. Um, it can't always, and most of our suppliers are pretty good about hanging on to product almost up until last minute, but then you kind of get back to that scheduling thing. So if you are going to go that route and have things sit off site, you've got to kind of have them pop it in at the right time. My preferred method, if we've got the room, I want it on site. I'm with you. All the I, way. I've, and the only reason I say this is because I've been through this, and having those things there, like just like you said, the range hood. I had my range hood. That I had purchased and, it, and we didn't have it available. So the cabinet maker, I, he asked me, he says, what range hood did you buy? And I said, I gave him this part number. I was like, yeah, it's this one right here. It, it came out wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah, because there. he didn't physically have it in front of him to, to match what I had. And the same thing with my sink. He didn't have my sink and he made the sink base incorrectly. Yeah. So having those things there would have made it so much easier. Yeah, here's another question for you. This mm-hmm. might be it's might be catch you off guard a little bit, Do but um, if you're ordering materials ahead of time, a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff, and you bring it into the job, mm-hmm. do you ask the the homeowner for money up front? Is there some what can a homeowner feel comfortable being asked for or giving for a project that is obviously you know months from being completed? Mm-hmm. What amount of money or percentage of project total can they feel comfortable with giving up front for something like that? Good question. I will tell you how we typically do it. So what we'll do is it's kind of a case-by-case basis because if you're doing, let's say, if you're doing, you know, a floor job, you're just doing the floor, maybe baseboards, right? That might be, let's say, 10 grand, right? Well, of that, there's, there's not a ton of money in there. For, for this guy, you know, frankly, it's mostly going to go to the supplier and to my sub. And so I want a majority of that usually by the time he steps foot on the job. So if, if it's just this flooring job we're talking about and it's 10 grand, I'm very happy with a half down deposit in this case because I know the flooring's half of it and I've got to order it. And so if I don't get half down, I'm out that money until you know, the, the job's done or we've we've agreed on it. And so multiply that by 10 jobs, and now I've got 10 jobs with $5,000 worth of flooring that I bought. You know, it's kind of like not the bank of American Legacy. So I would say a fair number is going to really depend on the scope of the job. Kitchens, basements, bathrooms, whole house remodels, you're going to work out a schedule. It's going to be 20% a month with a 10% holdback or 30, 30 down, 30 at 30 days, 30 at 60 days, 10% holdback. Anything under... Really, probably forty, fifty thousand. I'm doing fifty, forty, ten. So it's going to be fifty percent up front, forty percent at thirty days, and ten percent when we finish. And most of that is because the front side is loaded so heavily with materials, right? And we have you know twenty jobs or fifteen jobs. Frankly, we just can't support everybody else's jobs. So it's really it goes back to that trust thing and everything. Talk to our referrals. It's just a matter of doing business, and so. It's going to depend on the scope. I would probably even phone a friend, you know, hey, have you done a remodel? What they? What were your terms? Yeah, absolutely. Because it can really be all over the place, man, depending on the job. So you talked earlier a little bit about overruns. 
overruns is one of those things. I think that uh, you just have to manage um, and transparency communicating with the customer is really the only way to get through those things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of the most of the overruns you kind of know up front. Um, it's it's a rare day when you get caught with a you know ten thousand dollar electrical bill and you were expecting one for four. It happens sometimes, and so you've got to review. What do we do for that? You know, how come we're this much higher? Oh, we replaced the panel. Oh, well, it would have been nice if I knew that. You know, it's happened. You know, because you know people get subs on site and like, oh, hey, you know, I don't know. But then we come back to planning again. And we come back to planning. And so uh, with with overruns, it's just uh, most of them are going to be caught up front. Um, many times I'll eat them because I feel like it's my duty, my responsibility. I should have caught it. I should have done a better job of that. Yeah. Well, Eric Russell, American Legacy Homes. Give me the website again. It's AmericanLegacyHomes.net. Bingo. And uh, you can go and check out their website there, folks. You can reach Eric Russell. He's a project manager with them. And uh, I can tell you from experience with Eric Russell, he's a trustworthy guy. Thank you so much for being with us today. It was great insight. That's all we got time for, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here on the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.